Welcome, everybody, to the Armour Report. It's uh, the 16th of May, Thursday. Thanks for uh, joining me. I'm your host, Brett Rosenthal. Armour stands for Algorithmic Risk Management Research. So what I try to do on this show, for those of you who've been watching for a while, thanks for bearing with me as I repeat this every every uh, start of every show. But in essence, for those of you who are new, um, I'm managing all my own personal capital and I'm managing money for investors. All of the business is run through interactive brokers. That's our relationship. We use algorithms to manage our risk. We do traditional fundamental analysis, meet management teams of companies, gather information and build portfolios um, on specific investment themes that go with our equity index exposure using our algorithms. That's what we do. So this is all my own capital and, and clients I invest for. I'm not telling you what to do because I don't know you, right? I'd have to talk to you and discuss your risk tolerance and your portfolio to give you direct advice. What I'm trying to do is just share with you the realities of the millennial stock market. After 2008, the world changed. Algorithms dominate 90% of trades that occur on a day-to-day basis. Uh, and so we have to respond differently. And what we did on our trading desk is develop our own algorithms to help combat that. Um, and so I share with you via our website, RosenthalCapital.com, what our algorithms are saying on the top five indexes. I um, strongly suggest you listen to the, the, the webcast of yesterday because our live stream yesterday <coughs> explained how we manage that risk on part of our portfolio. I'm not going to go over it again today. Today's show is about cannabis, hemp, marijuana, you know, whatever you want to call it, investing. It's our favorite investment theme. Um, and so periodically I like to update what's going on there. And I'm going to discuss some of the earnings announcements from the Canadian companies today and what it means for us going forward. Before I get to that, let me just touch real quick on uh, yesterday's discussion about the stock market. We're seeing the market rip higher today. This is not a surprise. What we do with algorithms, at least it's not a surprise to us, what we do with algorithms is they're designed to help us buy weakness and sell into strength. In the middle of March, for those of you who have been following, you know this, we were risk on across the board on all the big indexes. They rallied right up to the beginning of May. I told you on these podcasts and these YouTube videos that we were reducing our equity exposure risk, took out the entire amount in the beginning of May, basically right at the top. Why? Our algorithms were telling us the risk for reward scenario is not significant enough for us to continue to carry this much risk. What you do with that information is up to you. I'm not telling you how to manage your portfolio. I don't know you. I'm just sharing with you what I do in my own portfolio using the algorithms. They're designed to help us put on equity market risk on weakness and sell that risk out on strength, creating a cushion for the rest of our portfolio, which are <coughs> individual investments in stocks in our favorite themes, whether it be cannabis or the energy pipelines or, or whatever. So, Yesterday, I explained yesterday, we had bought the S&P. It was a significant exposure for all of our portfolios. At the beginning of the day, the market had gapped down half a percent 
Our intraday algorithms told us get long the S&P and the rest of the market. We did that in the S&P. And I told you by 3.30 yesterday, depending on the, the, the position of the market and into the close, we would be adding to that risk. We did that in the triple Qs. Go to our website. You can see our model portfolios. It will show you what our exposure to uh, is to the indexes and everything else, quite frankly. <clears throat> I share with you the exposure for the big indexes and then where we focus on sectors. You'll find that on our homepage under the model portfolios. Okay? So um, we're carrying right now roughly 50% market exposure risk on indexes. And at the close, I'll update our website again to reflect everything. So coming into today, we have about 37, I think, percent exposure just to the indexes via the triple Qs and the S&P. And we like to use the uh, exchange-traded funds that have twice the volatility. So SSO or QLD is what I use for this type of exposure. So then the market rips higher today. I'll finish off positions there. We have conservative, balanced, and aggressive portfolios, so we might have different exposures. Um, but we will, by the end of today, have finished off our risk exposure. And then we just sit back and, and, and watch the market unfold. We have our stop losses. We raise our stops. If the market gets too extended and our algorithms say the reward from here is not worth the risk, we'll take off that market exposure again while we let our um, – um, individual stock and, and sector investments continue to mature. All right, enough said on that. So this is a great day. We're making a lot of money. Everything's going well. And, and by the end of the day, when you look at our risk um, um, profile, you're going to probably see that every single index that we follow, those five indexes, are all telling us risk on right now. Um, if this seems confusing to you because a couple days ago we were risk off, then you have to listen to uh, um, the live stream yesterday and it explains more of how this works. All right. So now let's go over to cannabis. It's our favorite investment theme. I have a couple of different uh, uh, stories to go over with you. And forgive me, this is a live trading desk. And so I have computers all around me. I have, I'm literally in, in the midst of executing orders and I just take out a part of my day to share these thoughts with you. Um, but sometimes I get distracted, so forgive me for that. Okay, let's go over to um, recent earnings announcements from Telray and, uh, um, and Aurora, which are two of our favorite Canadian names. I'll have you know we have not owned Telray for months. Anybody following us knows that. We always said it's one of our favorite names, but because of that ridiculous short squeeze that took the top stock from like 50 to 300, it completely ruined the stock for a while. So it's come all the way back down. It's given us a risk on signal. We're finally in that stock and, and in the $49 range. So let's go over those two earnings announcements. I'm going to talk about, I was on the conference calls for both. I'm going to just share uh, broad thoughts about the cannabis investing sector with you. I'm not going to get too, too deep into the minutia of each particular company. Let me just check my notes here. Let's go over Telray first. 
Um, well, I'm going to share with you, this is some takeaways, key takeaways from both of these announcements and from other Canadian um, LP announcements over the last couple of weeks. I would submit to you that this is the trough quarter for these companies. It's kind of a weird thing to say trough quarter because if you apply that to like semiconductors, that usually means that's when their business is at their worst and then it starts to recover. So what I really mean is this is an early stage investment process. We're at the beginning of an investing super cycle in the cannabis space. That means there's going to be a lot of volatility. And in the beginning, street expectations will always be higher than what the companies can deliver on earnings. We're not at the hockey stick yet. So the way to manage risk and what we do on our desk is we're going to reduce exposure on these Canadian names into earnings. And after the disappointing news comes out, we look to add. So we're buying weakness, right? And then we sell some into strength. So you have to understand how this works. There's nothing wrong with the earnings announcements of these companies. The street expectations are wrong. which is always the case at the beginning of a new investment theme. People get too excited. They look at the size of the market and they expect it to occur overnight. This is going to take a series of years, guys, years. Okay. It doesn't happen overnight. And so, um, my biggest takeaway from these earnings announcements is that the street is just way too far ahead of themselves. A year ago, let's just put the street's thoughts in perspective, okay? Most people on the street are clueless. That includes analysts, okay? And let me explain why. A year ago, the entire analyst community was sure there would be a glut of cannabis on the market in Canada. Everybody was going to overgrow. Wrong. Wrong. The reason these companies didn't have blowaway earnings is that, A, we're at the beginning of the Canadian process. There's still rules that are changing. They still have to open more stores. Okay, there's a lot of, you know, a lot of red tape you have to go through. So these things take time and they develop. But the other reason is nobody can get supply of quality product. The supply and demand equation that every analyst said a year ago would be a glut of supply is completely wrong. Both companies on their earnings announcement talked about this. Supply and demand equilibrium probably won't hit Canada. And I don't know. Again, nobody understood it a year ago. So I'm going to tell you what they said on the call today, yesterday. They could be wrong too, but they're thinking 12 to 24 months out before we get to even equilibrium. And that is doubly so for CBD product. I say it's the trough quarter because, and, and there could be one more quarter where people don't, you know, where earnings don't really deliver. But, but I think the stocks are, are going to be 
bottoming in here and start moving higher. And the reason I think this is that margins will be going up in Canada for these companies as derivative products hit the market. Selling flour and, and, and selling some oils has margins here. Selling edibles, you know, drinks, you know, all kinds of derivatives have fat margins. In October, this is going to begin all throughout Canada. There are going to be people who over-anticipate the excitement, right? Okay, everyone's going to expect drinks to fly off the shelf. They might. They might not. I don't know. So this is going to ebb and flow. The internet stocks in the 19, early 90s would run up 50% and then collapse 25% in a couple of weeks. I mean, it, it's crazy volatility, guys. Deal with that risk. Don't overextend yourself. Understand you're at the beginning of this phase. But I'm just telling you from that conference calls, it seems like average selling prices, ASPs, will go up throughout the year. And this quarter, maybe next quarter, is where you're troughing. And then things are going to start to grow as derivative sales kick in. That's the main takeaway. Okay. Um, another thing, let's look at Telrev. This is a direct quote from the CEO of the company on the call yesterday. They are inundated with Fortune 500 companies reaching out to them to cut deals. Inundated. What type of companies? They named CPG, consumer packaged goods companies tobacco companies, and U.S. retailers. Inundated. That was exactly the word he used. We can expect further developments throughout the year for this company and others. Big players want to get into this space, and these companies will announce deals throughout the year. Okay. Um, let me move on to Aurora just real quick. Right. They're looking for sequential margin growth in Q3 and Q4. That's why I think this is the trough quarter. Um, here's an interesting thing about Aurora specifically. They've never lost a crop to crop death. Most companies do. If you grow marijuana, you know you have contamination, you have mold, you, you, you have crop death. This company's never lost a crop since they've been growing. That's incredible. That suggests that they have serious intellectual property around process. That's valuable over time. Over time, that's valuable. Okay, let's skip over to a um, couple of notes. Favorite companies, things that are occurring. Um, one of our favorite investments is um, TrueLeaf. Stock hasn't gone anywhere yet. It's the biggest player in Florida. Okay? We've done a lot of research and work on this company. Today, today they announced they're branching out some more and acquired a company in Connecticut. So they're, they've got a couple of different areas of exposure, but primarily they're Florida. And in our opinion, the Florida market could prove to be the most important market in the country. And this company has a dominant position. In fact, uh, let's see something. Uh, 
Wait a minute. Right, okay. They're four times larger. They've, so, they've sold more than four times as much product in Florida as their nearest competitor as of last Friday. Every Friday we get the updates from, um, from uh, um, the Florida Department of Health. Every Friday we get the updates. They're more than four times larger than any of their competitors in selling product. They're the best company in Florida, okay? But they announced this acquisition. The stock's up 5% today. They should be announcing earnings between now and the end of the month, okay? Things, things should go well for this company. So we're looking at that. That was the announcement today. Green growth, very interesting. GGB is the symbol on the Pure Exchange. True Leaf, P-R-U-L on the Pure Exchange, which is the um, Canadian Stock Exchange, CSE. Uh, Green Growth announced that they have reduced the float by 13%. They announced this deal a couple weeks ago. Um, there was a, a guy who wanted to get out of his position, um, I guess a, kind of a private equity investor, and um, they bought the shares. So they literally they bought their own stock and retired it, which immediately improves um, uh, the current shareholder position. And so the stock has sold off into that deal. They bought it below market value and then retired the shares. That should be good for the company and probably bottoms the stock. So those are a couple of extra announcements today that we have our eye on. Okay, so um, still have our eye on uh, uh, Canopy, that perfect cup and handle I talked about and put a picture up on Twitter. You can follow me, Twitter at Brett Rosenthal, B-R-E-T Rosenthal, or uh, hashtag Armor Report. Twitter has a beautiful... Um, uh, um, Canopy has a perfect cup and handle on a weekly chart. That's a major chart pattern. If it breaks out from that pattern, we have a real move that's going to occur this year. Um, chart patterns are just ideas of direction. If they break down, you have to understand that too. There's a lot of people looking at that chart. So if it breaks down, you got to exit, right? But breaks out from here, you have the perfect setup in the marquee name. They don't announce earnings, I think, until late June. All right. So anyway, that wraps it up today. I hope that was helpful uh, for you. I look forward to talking to you guys again. My guess is, um, you know, maybe tomorrow we'll do a weekly wrap up. All right. You guys take care of yourself. Be safe out there.